New Frontiers. We've been opening doors for thousands of centuries across space, galaxies, oceans, and science, medicine, and in every imaginable frontier. Yet, there's always been a mystery. It's always been a matter of deep, fascinating curiosity. How a mind works, how capabilities are formed, when does talent form? Yet, there's something that is still waiting to be discovered, that is core, innate, and personal to every individual. In this podcast, I bring to you the secrets of personal evolution, of personal evolution. As a creator of a technology that's pioneering the science to design and accelerate the frontier of personal evolution. Welcome to Solo Voice, taking you places where no one has gone before. All of us have had experiences when there's something that happened that just moved you unexpected. You weren't expecting it. You weren't wanting to be moved. But something happened. Someone did something or you saw something. Someone did something or you saw something. And it just moved you. Some in a good way in ways as it turns your heart towards something new, some in ways to be of help to something, some just muse you in a way that inspires you from within to maybe do things differently or to look at the world differently. On a casual day, I was just browsing through YouTube 
to come across something interesting in worship. Some of you may know that when I travel abroad and even in my own country when I visit new cities, I'm someone like a church hopper where I go from one place to another to see the worship and uh, to notice the difference in how people relate to God within the same faith. And this is one of those days when I was looking for a variety in worship on YouTube. And I come across this man singing in a language I don't understand. From Brazil. There are subtitles below and the words say there is no door that his voice cannot open. And at that moment something about the way the man was singing, something about the vibe, something about what I felt in my heart was so deeply moving. I was almost in tears. I heard the full song. I heard it again. I heard it so many times. And then I went and found and read the story of this man. And it happened to be the story of a former beggar who later became a pastor and started moving around in churches singing with his gift of moving people in the way he worships. And to me it's an interesting story because When people think about beggars, you know, no matter how much the society is moving towards equality, how much the world, you know, tries to promote equality, there is still an understated bias towards economic status. It is convenient for people to say, well, that's because, you know, beggars are beggars because they're not motivated, that they don't put in the effort, that they're lazy. But nothing can be far from the truth. The world is set up in such a way that if you are a beggar, if you're on the street, if you're homeless, it's very, very difficult for you to search for opportunities or to even know that there are opportunities that you can conquer by putting your attention and focus on it. A lot of successful people are now coming out saying that it's not just their hard work, 
it was their ecosystem that they were fortunate to have met the right people at the right time to have got the right guidance to have the right opportunity click multiply that complexity by a million times well that person might stink might not have clean clothes it is just impossible and yet the most noble people who wouldn't do injustice who are equal when it comes to gender when it comes to color when it comes to profession would still look lowly on these people and the reason this is on this episode and i'm bringing this to your attention is because unconscious patterning of looking down on people works in a way that starts to bring you down in the very same areas where you're looking down on people unknowingly this isn't the podcast for people who believe it's the right thing to economically look down on people or in any way look down on people this is a podcast for those who believe that equality is a good thing it's a podcast for people who believe that they don't look down on people in any way by the end of the episode some of you might notice your own unconscious parents that exist in certain areas that you weren't aware and you will also recognize why it's not just a good moral thing to do it's not just philosophy but having inequality has an impact on you in your growth as well because one of the things that you notice is that when people look down on let's say someone who's their subordinate you know like someone has become a manager and then just looks at all the other employees as oh you know my subordinates most people don't do that these days but some do and when a manager looks at his team that particular way what happens is inadvertently when he is talking to his senior or she is talking to her senior she sees herself now as the subordinate as the one who is not worthy to be in this person's presence or ask questions and that leads to a relationship in which they might lose their senior as a mentor they might lose their senior as a friend they may not be preferred to participate in certain projects and these are very unconscious layers that happen it's when people see show inequality to someone lesser than them in their thought then what happens is without their knowledge they behave weirdly with the people in relative to whom they think they are lesser so let's say mary thinks that you know the people of this category are lesser to her and she's dealing with people who in that same criterion are more than her her relationship would be weird and it would hamper her own growth so when people look down on beggars you can inadvertently notice that they give in 
easily to people who have a high social status. In making deals, they may not do the adequate checks that they might otherwise do because in their head, the unconscious patterning works like they are richer, which means they are better, which means they have worked hard, which means they are whatever. Whatever logic they use to criticize those who are poor, the same logic will come back to stab them when they're working with someone who is rich. going out of my hotel in Bombay. We were in a car driving and just in the Ajustan road there was a beggar boy, very young, very young. We didn't have anything to give him in terms of food. But we had a bottle of cold water that we were carrying for the journey. And we offered that bottle to him. And it was the signal, so we had a little bit of time to observe what he was doing with it. He opened the top, he had a sip of it. He poured a little on his face and he just leaped in joy, shake his head. And I remember that look in his eye. It was so intensely powerful. There was innate joy. There was something unexplainable as if he's won the entire world. And I'm a conizer of states. A long time ago, I remember when I wanted to learn neurolinguistic programming, I went to London and I just finished college and I was working as a consultant to different com companies. I'd written my book, I'd become the CTO of this company. And when I went to London, I had to take all my savings and put it into this program to learn neurolinguistic programming. And I went to learn from Richard Bandler originally. And I remember that, that event where about the fifth day, I was getting concerned that, you know, six days are almost over and have I picked up everything that I can from this event? And I was getting a little concerned about it. I, as usual, came early an hour ago to sit in the first row and I was watching Pamela very intently to, you know, notice everything that he's saying and doing so that I can learn neurolinguistic programming adequately. And it was the break and I was in the line to ask questions and when my turn came, I asked Richard Pamela, I told him, see, I have this mild headache and I've been trying to observe and learn everything as I could because I know we just have like a couple of days left. And um, 
Um, and I asked him a follow-up question about mirroring or how do I learn something that was very technical. And um, he invited me to sit next to him and then he ignored me for a while and started talking to the person next on the line. And as he was continuing, I was paying attention and he answered a question of one gentleman by saying that a long time ago he had come to India to learn deep altered states and he said he met up with a person who who they all called a guru and who could get into deep alter states of some sorts that were very intense and powerful and uh, Bandler told the person in front of him that he asked the guru if he could learn how to do this and the guru told him it's going to take you 20 years and you have to be his disciple and Bandler requested him if he could just go in there one more time and demonstrate what he does and according to Bandler as the Guru went into that deep altered state. Bangla said he started to mirror him and breathe in the exact same way he was breathing for a while. And he said as soon as it happened, he went into a deep altered state himself. And in that moment, I noticed instead of the headache I had, I had comfort. My skin was deeply beginning to relax and my peripheral vision had become so wide open I could almost see all the movements in the room at the same time. It's like I was more active yet more relaxed. I could hear distinct whispers of people talking very clearly even when they were far and yet I was relaxed and cool like a cucumber. And Richard Bandler turned towards me, he smiled, and he said, Son, this is how you learn everything here. You build powerful states, and everything else follows. And from that day forward, I've been a connoisseur of states. It's one aspect of modeling geniuses, is you work with geniuses. You know, maybe they're singers, maybe they're musicians, maybe they're sports professional, maybe they're martial artists, maybe they're business geniuses. There are these moments when you notice them go into a micro-trance and, oh my goodness, you pick it up and then suddenly everything that you have known about the subject just looks different from that state of mind. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And being a conizer of states, there are hundreds of different variations of joy and happiness I must have modeled big experience in my neurology. But that day, what I saw in that guy, when I mirrored it for a moment, I felt liberation. I felt an emotional state that I like to treasure, that I hadn't seen in the millionaires that I have met, in the celebrities that I have transformed. Yes, I've seen a different kind of joy. I've seen happiness in them that is unexplainable, especially after a work and the days forward. But they're similar, not the same states. And what I picked up from that boy still has a fantastic value in my life. I distinctly remember the moments where, especially when working with people, there's a particular joy that I can go into and allow my clients to follow me into that state. And of the various states that I get into, especially for joy, the state that I picked from him is one of them. And I remember in Pune, 
when Harney and I had gone there to write a book and again we were driving the car and again there was a signal and I saw this little girl and she was wearing school uniform and she was selling us flowers we took this flower from her and we paid her and she was trying to sell us a little more flowers but not in a nagging irritating way in a very sweet way but just before she opened her mouth to make her ask i saw the determination in her eye now i've seen different types of determination in people's eyes i've seen determination that comes from rage you know i need to prove this is person that he's wrong uh, i show him who i can be i've seen determination coming from i want to prove myself i've seen determination coming from desperation like oh i have to somehow get over this i've seen determination come from you know pure passion i've seen determination come because it's the need they need that money but i've also seen determination that comes from a purpose from a drive and i can't forget that look in her eyes that day i knew that was a determined look a determination coming from a larger purpose in life I'm not talking about your Wall Street guy here. I'm not talking about someone who went from rags to riches. I'm talking to about someone who is illegally stopping cars in traffic um to you know sell flowers. She had purpose in her eyes and strong determination. the best we could and harry and i could do at that point was uh, say a prayer in our hearts that god helps her with the journey the vision she has for herself and her family but it could have been so easily you know seen as another beggar on the road another girl just trying to meet make her ends meet you know or someone who's kidnapped and selling stuff on the road because of you know a mafia behind well those things might all be true i think what makes us human is to see the individual differences in the people and that's what allows you to pick the diamond in the rough most people we hire within a year after we hire them they get about six times the salary offer although more often we hire them at market rates market condition unless you're very senior and uh, the reason one yes because we are in the business of evolving people and they evolve but the other is because we can spot and polish diamonds people tell me the reason they love coming to ana just because we can see what's in them before they can see what's in them and we help them develop the capabilities that accelerates it and completes their circle for this phase of evolution thank god we can do that and thank god we hadn't put a filter a filter of bucketing people a filter that would have stopped me from seeing that girl for who she really was and i think it's the same unconscious patterning that allows us to see millionaires for what they can be disruptors for what they can be further and 
successful people for what legacy they can create and for everyone else who they really can be now and in the future and help people in that particular way. The reason most people don't see geniuses around them and I strongly believe and uh, this is one of the things that happens in close to deal like a pro is we help people see opportunities that are around them deals they can close that will make a big difference that they have always ignored uh, people they can connect with people they can partner with uh, people they can learn from and the reason why people don't see geniuses around them um, good people around them, partners around them, is often not because they're not there around them. It's often because they have a filter. They have a filter that is not developed while they're searching for partners or geniuses or people to learn from. That filter got developed when they looked down on people. That filter got developed when they made that inequality in their distinction. And when it's time for them to get the help, the same filter blinds them. So in some ways, you know, do to others what you would like others to do to you is not just philosophical. I think it's neurological. It plays into your unconscious patterning. And from a predictive intelligence and validated life experiences for people who have helped broken this pattern, I can surely say that when you look down on people, you might justify it, saying, you know, because they're not hardworking, that's why I like, like this. You know, some people look down based on weight. You know, if the person is fat, then, you know, some and is not, you know, trustable, they're not hardworking. Some people um, distinguish based on social status. And social status is the key plague in the country. It's the key plague in the world. Even the people who go and protest to fight for inequality, when they are interacting with someone who is socially, say, more achieved than them, they are not themselves. And to me, that's an indication that when they deal with people who are not so socially blessed like they are, they look down on them. One of the reasons that, you know, when I meet CEOs, CEOs of large companies or even celebrities, right from my college days, before I was established as Antonio and Harini, as the founder of Excellence Installation Technology and all the awards and the reach and the people and the endorsements, before any of this, when I was still a college boy and I used to walk into the offices or meet celebrities in a premium property they would always treat me like a friend they would always treat me like they've known me all along and they would always treat me with respect and I would go talk with people like I talk with everybody else and the reason I could do that you know is because I have never looked down be it the watchman, be it the servant, I treat them with respect. I behave with them with respect. So when I'm working with someone who for others might be, you know, superior, like a celebrity, oh my God, when I'm working with them, I'm just normal, I'm casual, I'm just the way I would with everybody else. 
and that behavior in turn triggers an unconscious response from the celebrities to treat me like a friend because nobody behaves like that with them nobody treats them that way so it's not that most people want to worship celebrities or worship people in a higher social status it's an unconscious patterning they think ah oh, you know we are all equal but when they meet the person internally the biochemicals are different they are filters they deal with them differently because in the past those filters were created when they dealt with those who were underprivileged or whoever they looked down upon for whatever reason remember this song is called house of the rising sun it's about a man who who is going to this house and he's gambling actually sees his father gamble promises that he would never do that again understands how it's ruining his life but gives into the misery every day fresh again and again going and gambling not able to break free from that pattern and then finds himself following that pattern that is how his father do and ruin his life isn't social inequality like that as much as people want to break free from inequality there are unconscious patterns that drives it there are triggers that drives a certain response for some people it is color for some people it is the status for some people it is money for some people it is power for some people it is influence but whatever it is the way they make that distinction is what will stop them in their growth i remember when we just started in 2011 we had this participant you know one of our team member talk about this participant and saying and you know you must really see this guy's profile and um, apparently he had you know was one of uh, a partner for the big four you know globally well known and um was a alumni of harvard and um i said I don't want to know any details of any participant because when I'm there I'm going to give my 
to every single person in that room. As a business, if you think you can leverage these connections, you're free to do that after I deliver my program. I find that a lot of people can't do that. People fight for social equality, but there is always a weak point in some area. And maybe today you will look at your own life carefully. The way do you discriminate? Maybe it's not color where you discriminate. But maybe it is social status. Maybe it's not social status. But maybe it's nationality. Maybe it's not nationality. Maybe language. Maybe pronunciation. Maybe slang. Maybe, I don't know, a million other things. But the reason you're unconscious tonight is going to go deep in a trance as you sleep. And bring to your awareness some of these things. Is so that... When they happen in your life, you don't have to be like in the house of that gambler. And you can break free if you haven't already and continue to create newer unconscious patterns that empowers you while you drop the ones that might be holding you back, be it from your own mental maps or if it's been passed down to generations and generations into your life. And your unconscious is intelligent. And tonight as you sleep, it's going to make the changes that you need to be free from discriminations unconsciously as well. Because the discriminations that you make that you don't know you're discriminating are the ones that are going to be limiting you with certain types of people the most. And as you continue to refine yourself with the renewing of your mind each day and be nicer to more number of people you may find yourself attracting the types of people that you desire in your life coming and knocking your doors to take you to greater heights.